So there's a global pandemic, a virus is sweeping across our world still, and society has changed. Why is this happening? What is being done about it? Are you ready to get the vaccine? And if so, will you skip quarantine? How badly do you want some chicken and waffles? If you haven't considered these questions yet, you will soon. And we will be here with you, not at some 81-person French orgy, but here, guiding you on this journey, this descent into fried chicken chaos. Thank you for joining us on Staring at Goats. Oh, man, that is right. That must mean it's goat time with your friends, Stephen, me, him, Jacob, and him, Travis. We are all we are all here to bring you the greatest and, and the best news about COVID that we can possibly muster. If you can call any news about COVID, particularly great news, uh, but I guess what we what we do here is we just sit around and commiserate with one another about life and the pandemic, and we try and spread a little bit of knowledge uh, while we're at yes. it. What you do with that knowledge is up to you. Uh, but here we are, man. It has been a week, another week. Uh, post COVID, another year, another week where we still have the disease on the planet. And uh, man, I got nothing more to bring to the table other than let's just talk <clears throat> about it. Travis, let's talk about your week. How you been? Cold, really, <laughs> really cold. Just cold and snowy. It, it snowed a bunch here. The temperatures have been single digits at best during the day, plus wind chill. So a lot of a lot of negative temperatures. And uh, this is typically the time of year where my sense of humor with the the winter season has gone and i just want to chuck it all in the bin anyway so this year particularly uh not enjoying the coldness and i can't even get out and walk the dog comfortably because his feet get so cold he he goes like a block down the road and then he stops and he turns around and he just stares back at our house <laughs> like, do you want to go <laughs> home and he just starts trotting back to the house so Poor yeah guy. it's been cold do I they know. Make, do they make dog socks for winter for for dogs? They do, and I've tried that, and he hates them. Yeah. He he f- figures out a way to he just flings them off. They go in four different directions. Yeah. So, I mean, to be empathetic about it, I'd imagine if you thought about yourself being free and naked ninety nine percent of the time, and then someone put socks mm-hmm. on you, you'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, what the devil is this? Get them off! <laughs> I don't want yeah. this." And- and and the worst part is he has a lot of fur that grows in between his toes, so the snow gets in there. Yeah, and then it makes it uncomfortable for him to walk. And trying to find a dog groomer right now has not been easy. I finally found one. He's going Friday. He's getting his Grinch feet taken care of. Oh, good. So Poor little guy. Make it a little bit easier. Yeah. So Michigan's still oh, yeah, cold. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that I feel for a lot of people out there in the northern states. Uh, where it's where they're they're going through not only being stuck inside for COVID, but in some cases stuck inside for feet of snow. Uh, my friend Eduardo uh, lives up in Boston, outside of Boston, and he sent me a video of him snow blowing his driveway, and it was a, it was an enormous pile. <laughs> but it was, oh, yeah. and I'm like, I I'm glad I kind of want some snow just to say we had it. But I also don't want it for the reason that I watched him not want it. Like I don't want the snowblower stuff. 
but uh no I, it, and it's one of those things like i'm kind of lucky where i live in michigan i'm sh- sort of shielded by lake michigan so true lake effect snow kind of goes actually over me and hits the middle of the state and even uh we had we got really cold it was colder in like wisconsin and minnesota and the lake shielded us from that they were getting like high temperatures in the negatives oh and then it was windy we were just getting some of the wind so yeah so that is one thing that i do miss about corporate travel is that i get my fill of cold weather and snow whenever i travel last year i guess it was yeah it was last year i was in michigan right around march uh, uh, and i got my fill of it the week before i was in boston though two weeks prior to that i was in minneapolis and Minneapolis was minus 30 was the freaking high. It was so cold. They had to close school in Minneapolis because it was that cold. So, yeah, I think that's the only thing about, you know, being in lockdown on uh, COVID, especially, you know, if you're grounded uh, from a corporate perspective, that's, that's the one thing it's like, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing snow. And then I think back, no, 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 <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> don't, I don't miss it. I don't mind no, if, seeing if, it. I just don't want it to stay on the roads and get scungy and salty and brown and <laughs> all up under your undercarriage. Oh, yeah. That's that's like the worst part of it is right now it's just snow everywhere. But in about a month, month and a half, it's going to start melting and just be that brown snurt. Yeah. <laughs> snowy, <laughs> snowy dirt. Snurt. That's good. I have to try to remember that for the show title. The brown snurt. snurt. <laughs> I'm just going to type it on in. Yeah, just go ahead and put it in there. I like that. But yeah, <laughs> and, and your yard just stays wet because the snow never melts. And it just, or when it does melt, it mm-hmm. feels like it sits on top of your grass for just days. Yeah. Days. And you just have soggy, gross ground. Boy, we're really going down into the doldrums here. Uh, yeah, February, <laughs> February sucks, y'all. Um, February sucks. I've, I've found mul- multiple people, uh, some in homeschool groups, some other places where the doldrums just have hit. It's like you're you're after the holidays where you have Christmas and New Year's. You're kind of you're past Martin Luther King Jr. Day and President's Day and all those days when you could potentially get a day off from work. And you're in this stretch between winter and spring where it's just bull crap. There's just nothing good yep. about it. There's nothing good about Pretty it. Much. It's an absolute sucky time of year. And uh, I think everybody's feeling it in some way. I, I know we're feeling it here, um, in the in the the Adams HQ. But it's been a it's it has been a it's been a rocky bit. So like to pivot to to roundtable side um, for what we had going on. Sam had his first grader assessment today. That was fun. That went well. Uh, so for those following along at home, uh, we haven't had Sam with other people and not in our sight for about a year. Um, outside of grandma, as you can imagine, for a five-year-old, that in, that begins to instill a lot of attachment. In, in that you you are you, my parents are always here. This is great. So to the point where leaving him in one place or another, downstairs, upstairs, it would be ten minutes. He's like, "Hey, where is everybody? I need a snuggle," which is sweet, you know. But at the same time, you're like, "It's okay. You can be away from us." Today, he walked into that school like a boss. Uh, they they came out. This nice lady came to get him. He started talking to her about Lord knows what. It was just he was making up jokes left and right. I think he does it when he's nervous. Don't know where he gets that from. Uh, but, yeah, he was just he was fighting it off with humor, and it worked. He he managed to nail it. He went in there. We came back and got him in an hour and 15 minutes, and 
they were like, we kind of want to hang out with him all day. And I was like, great. You're more than welcome to. I have no idea what they asked him in this first grader assessment. It's basically like, we're since we're homeschooling him, like how's he tracking for first grade when it comes uh, to see mm-hmm. if he's up, keeping up to speed with the curriculums and all that stuff. I have no idea what they asked him. I, I'm sure I'll find out, but not from him because he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what? Well, did, tell me like one thing. Oh yeah, I don't know what yeah, we did, and that. I got a glimpse as a parent. We haven't had this yet. This is new. Not knowing what your kid did, not just being not privy to a large portion of their life. Like it was a glimpse at how kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Once kindergarten or first grade hits, and they go to school for eight hours, I will not be privy to that eight hours. I will not know what that eight hours is. That is theirs. That is that kid's eight hours. Yeah. It's the only thing they own. He won't tell you either. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if my experience is anything to go on, which was <laughs> when I had my stepson, it was, well, what'd you do in school today? Eh, I don't know. Yeah. So you just, you did like, and, and I would just press him like, so you did nothing. You just sat and stared at a, at a wall for eight hours. Well, we had class. Well, what'd you do in class? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I so, did the yeah. same thing. Like I look, remember my mom going, how was school today? It was great. Well, what'd you do? Eh, stuff. I mean, you just, what, it's not worth talking about. They don't, they're not there. Right. It's a whole lot of story to tell. I mean, it would, yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> I know, but think about school though. School is like the short windows of time followed by long periods of nothingness for a kid. Right. They're like, yeah, eh, 90% of my day is truly inconsequential to them. They're like, whatever. <laughs> but that 10% or that 5%, that's what matters. So I think they've got about 30 minutes that are truly important to them out of that eight hour period that you won't ever hear about. The yeah. rest of it, you may or may not. So what? It's at school that you get their grades, blah, 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 blah. But it's that 30 minute window, Stephen. Yeah. Five minutes between class that, that, um, you know, that time right after school, that time right before school, that, that, you know, those are the important moments. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. School is school. It's routine. It happens. But those moments yeah. between classes and it, on the playground and in the afternoon and stuff, that's where, that's where they learn things. That's where the, yep. the personalities can flourish. Otherwise it's sit down, shut yep. up and do your work. Uh, so that was, oh, yeah. that's, that was, I was going to say, that's going to be my approach to tater tot. Whenever he goes to school, I'm not going to ask him what happened at school today. That. I'm going to ask him about recess. I'm going <laughs> to ask him about how his locker is because yeah. that's where he, I'll get him talking about those things. Yeah. Yeah. If, I, if I ask him what he did in U S history, he's not going to do whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to know what they asked him. Cause I know we've been training. I was like, well, Sam did all this stuff we talked to you about and like doing the alphabet on the ride over and everything. Did that help? Yeah, that helped. Oh, okay. Good. At least we know that something we did was useful during your assessment today. That's I'm happy now. That's all I need. But like, just a short aside after the assessment stuff. Uh, escape hatch. Escape hatch. We have officially booked a beach house for a week. A couple, a uh, ten days from now, to leave this place, go sit in some other four walls, and not be here. And I am very excited about this escape hatch. I am. I, we just pulled the ripcord and said, "F it, I'm gonna go sit at another house inside and talk to no one and not have <laughs> anything. Not just be out of this fripping like this place, whatever this is. <laughs> I'm done with it. I've had it. I've had it up to here. Had it up to here. <laughs> so I, I'm kind of I'm kind of pumped about about the escape hatch pull. Um, and we'll see. That that just feels like a good thing. I'm gonna work. Sam's gonna do school. Same thing. Just somewhere else for a little while. 
So that feels that hey, feels that's, like a, sometimes a that's all you need is just to change the scenery. Yeah, yeah, that feels. That, I think that's what I need. I think I've been in the squeeze. We talked about the squeeze last week. I need squeeze mm-hmm. escape. So I'm squeezing it as hard as I can and bouncing to somewhere else uh, for for a minute just to play in the dirt. Look at the look at the ocean in 45 yeah. degree weather and wind blowing at me. It should be great. <laughs> Talk oh, about being cold. For 45 degrees, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a point. Heat got wave. Point. Y'all got be beaches in, in Michigan, but you're in the, you know, lake beaches in the freezing weather. Right. And the beaches, the beaches are nice, but the lake is frozen. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Or mostly cool. frozen. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Jacob, you have one word written here that means the sports. world to you. Yeah. Sports. All that. Uh, all that's going on with me is sports. This week should have been the pinnacle of sporting events for me. Right. You have a big UFC fight. You know, you have the Super Bowl. You have college basketball. Uh, it's Duke Carolina week this week. You know, there was a lot of things happening. It should have been amazing for me. I watched maybe an hour's worth of sports. Oh, maybe an hour. And that was that was just a little bit of the Super Bowl. And I kept up with the Duke Carolina game a little bit, but that was that was about it. I mean, I I am a sports fan, guys. I, I, I love sports. I, I do. Um, I, there's a reason why I have tickets to, to Duke basketball. It's because I love going to the games. I love enjoying sports right now. I just don't feel into it. I don't know if it's just not being actively engaged in sports. I don't know if it's kids. I don't know if it's COVID. I, I will tell you watching sports is different without fans. Um, I watched 20 minutes of a Duke basketball game and there was no chance. There was no cheers. There was no hype. There was no madness. There was no craziness. It was just like squeak, squeak, boof, 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 squeak, squeak. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is just not, it's not the same. It's just the level of competition is not there because the crowd doesn't get into it. They're not hyped. They're just, they're competing and that's it. There's, there's no passion right now. I feel like in sports and I feel like the, the fans really bring that passion and I'm, I'm looking forward to things like March madness and hearing those squeaks on the court. I'm looking forward to things like the Tokyo Olympics that are coming up later this year. And I'm going, what is the Olympics going to be without fans? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I mean, what is that stadium that, that, that opening ceremonies and closing ceremonies stadium going to look like with nobody in it? It's just going to be this, kind of heartless thing and i feel like that's what sports is right now i feel like it's we're trying to have something normal but it's just not and um yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at i'm kind of depressed about it um i'm 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 hoping i'm just hoping that maybe i mean even the super bowl i felt like had fans right and some fans were were not wearing masks and you know the governor wasn't even wearing a mask so (laughs) it doesn't really matter um but um I still feel like it just wasn't that that hype. I mean, I feel like they had to to almost artificially create it in the um, in the announcers and and in the TV broadcast. I just I didn't feel like it was there. I don't know. I'd love to hear from chat. What was your what was your take on it? Am I am I just misreading this, or is is this something that's real? It's. Super- I mean, I will say that it it definitely is different. You're not wrong there. Like it, it feels different watching even NBA highlights and realizing that it's just a bunch of you know it sounds like my Sunday morning basketball group instead of an <laughs> yes. NBA game. You know where 
It's, it's 15 people in a gym instead of, you know, 10,000. And I noticed it a little bit last summer because I watch a lot of baseball and even baseball felt different. I don't know. There's something, there's just something about the, the crowd noise that, that din that you get in the background. And, uh, you know, like you said, the chance and the craziness and all of that, like it, it's different. Hopefully at some point we'll get back to something like what it used to be. I don't know. What do you think the approach is to getting back to what it used to be? Is, is it one of those things where we step it? Is there, is there vaccine passes or is there, well, well you're, we're at a quarter capacity. We're going to dial it up to a half capacity. Then we're going to dial up to a three quarter capacity. Then we're going to go to full capacity. Like what's our phased approach at getting back? Cause I don't, I don't think we're likely to just go, well, everybody can go in the stadium. Now we're done. That, that seems to be more and more of a pipe dream the more of these episodes we do and the more news I read. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a balance, right? So right now, cases are here and the vaccinations are here. So when you start seeing this kind of thing happening where more people are getting vaccinated than cases, more people, less people are dying, more people are, are uh, recovering rapidly, more, you know, we're, when we start seeing that spread drop, I feel like those are the cues that governors are going to use to say, okay, yeah, I think 50% seems like a rational uh, uh, mm-hmm. approach. Uh, yeah, I think 75%. And I think ultimately it's it's going to rely on on data and science. Hopefully it will. I mean, I'm hoping that some of these governors that uh, that uh, are not relying on that will, will hopefully take a cue from the federal government and start, um, start relying on it a little bit more. I know our governor is. I mean, our governor just talked about it today. He's he's reopening um, a few things in in a very phased fashion. He's talking about adding an extra hour potentially where drinks could be sold depending on the number of cases. Cases are down right now. Deaths are a little bit down here. The number of people getting vaccinated are up. He's opening it up to emergency workers starting in two weeks. Um, He's opening it up to teachers, vaccinations up to teachers starting in two weeks. Um, So, yeah, I feel like there's... There's going to be a balance. There's going to be no perfect equation, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's probably going to be at least a balanced explanation. And I hope people will will listen and abide by by some of these slow ramps back on rather than just a, a full throttle. Let's drink from a fire hose and just turn it back on, baby. Do you think the mm-hmm. confidence level in state and local governments is higher given that the federal approach is more data-driven now than it was previously? Mm-hmm. Is that... Is that impacting the willingness of a governor or a county, you know, uh, mayor or whatever to be like, hey, we we're going to do this. And they feel like now that they've got backing from the federal government to do it, they're more likely to do data based approaches. That's I mean, I don't have the answer to that. And I don't know that you guys do either. It's just kind of a feel thing. Sure. Yeah. I kind of I've always been kind of on the side of of. If the federal government approach had been more data driven and science driven, then everybody else could have been more comfortable being data driven and science driven um, from the get go. Kind of a lead from the top scenario. If you're middle management and you're trying to make change when top management is arguing with you about it, it's really difficult. <laughs> if you look at it that way, if you bring True. it down down in scale, you know, like let's mm-hmm. just call you being a middle manager trying to change process when the upper level management thinks you're an idiot. Um, it's real hard to do that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it depends on the voices that people listen to. I mean, right now, the, the, I feel like the media is in a void of 
of crazy things to report every 12 minutes, right? Uh, I feel like breaking news is not happening every 30 seconds like it was last year during the kind of heat of the pandemic. Um, I mean, I think back and I remember hitting refresh on my news cycle more times than I ever had in my life and seeing something new. Um, now I just, I feel like I've tuned it out a little bit more and I just read the news once a day and I'm fine with it because you can actually catch up on the news. Um, so I feel like right now there's, there's a slight void in a lot of people and where they're getting their news and how they're consuming it because they were consuming it so differently for the last few years. Um, and, and whether or not they, we start seeing more people pop up that have an influence over that news cycle. I mean, a, a great example is is the the Marjorie Taylor Greene, the the QAnon lady, right? Um, I mean, she's she's saying some pretty out, outlandish things and getting a hell of a lot of news coverage these days. The news um, is addicted to that junk. Tap yeah. the vein, mm-hmm. baby. I need it. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, they love it. But I, I guess the point there is that it, I think it just depends on on how people and how the news media starts portraying these things and whether or not we're seeing a lot of that craziness in the news cycles that are causing this discontent and sowing disharmony within our, 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 uh, United States. Has anybody considered resurrecting Walter Cronkite? Anybody? No, we don't have the technology yet. (laughs) We should probably work on it, but in the meantime, (laughs) Let's talk about let's talk about orgies, shall we? Uh, so an orgy. <laughs> Look, you foreshadowed it at the top of the show, Travis. I'm broken. That's true, I did. <laughs> orgy involving at least eighty-one people raided by the police in France for breaking COVID rules. Uh, just when you thought it was safe to gather eighty-one of your best friends to play with your toys, the fuzz says nay. French police have shut down a warehouse orgy with at least 81 participants on the outskirts of Paris because it breached coronavirus regulations. I don't have a ratio of <laughs> what of people in their genders available for us, so we don't really know who was on who and how many people had partners and what those partners were doing. Need more stats, uh, I think, really, when we get to the bottom of this. French police shut down a warehouse orgy with at least 81 participants in the outskirts of Paris because it breached coronavirus regulations. Officers arrived on the scene at around 9 p.m. and found 11 people in the car park who they, who they fined 135 euros for breaking France's coronavirus curfew, which restricts movement from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Shame on you. However, there are more shenanigans afoot. At 11 p.m., officers were granted legal permission to enter the warehouse where a large number of people were engaged in an orgy. I want you to imagine for a moment walking into a warehouse expecting, you know, warehouse-like stuff and finding you know, Caligula. Uh, A total of 81 people were handed fines for breaking the curfew, and three people thought to be involved in organizing the Libertine Party were taking in for questioning. Libertine Party. I like that. Uh, The event was in breach of curfew, and there were also problems with masks and social distancing. Did they really have to write that one out? Social distancing (laughs) was a problem. I don't know why. What did they do at orgies? Travis, what do they do at orgies that would mean they couldn't distance properly? What's an orgy anyway? Does anyone know? Hey, can someone Clearly, they were not following the uh, the advice from the New York State State government, which said glory holes are now a thing. Yeah. If you're going to do an orgy, use glory holes, says Department of of Health in New York. 
Uh, yep. This yes. safety precautions you have to. You walk in and it's just a bunch of curtains with holes in it everywhere. Like, pick your station. <laughs> pick your station. <laughs> you got temporary you walls with holes everywhere. <laughs> one person on yep, one side, one person you want, on the other. You do it through the hole in the sheet. I'd like to point out that eighty-one is an odd number. Let's just go with. Let's yes. let that sink in for a second. It takes two to tango, baby. So either one guy's standing alone by himself, though I don't think that's what was happening. Uh, those involved in the Libertine Party cooperated with the police, and there was no resistance. They're like, they all hold their hands up, let their wieners dangle, and go, you got us. We're coming in. Yeah, you're not really in a position to resist arrest at that point. <laughs> Once you're naked, like unless you're a streaker, you're not You're not going to do that. You're like, okay, you got me. Right. I, I'm done. <laughs> Kelly says, hands up, wieners tangling. That might also be... A possibility. <laughs> Hands up, wieners up. <laughs> Kelly, you could do titles for this show. Who said you couldn't put in show titles? Yeah, yeah. I don't care. You can. Yeah. What's not? interesting, though, is that Stephen had the option of choosing this one or another one. The other one was a restaurant that was that, that their employees were having sex on the tables, right? Yeah. Essentially the same thing. They were just having an orgy down in Brazil instead of an orgy in France. So this is a thing. What's going on in the world right now where everybody just wants to go bone each other in mass orgies? Everyone's uh, getting... They've been stuck inside for a year what? by themselves. Been... Not only that, yeah. we didn't care they were having orgies when there wasn't a pandemic. This isn't news. An 81-person right. warehouse orgy is not news. If you notice, they didn't get in trouble for having an orgy. They got in trouble for not social distancing. <laughs> it's true. We don't have to talk about this. In the, there is not a thing in here condemning the fact that it was an orgy. They, don't, they do the not people, care. The people they got fined for being in the parking lot wasn't because they were on their way to an orgy. It was because it was after 6 p.m. Right, it was curfew. It. They broke curfew. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this this stuff happens. It's not new. Orgies are not a new thing. It's just it's just new that they're getting in trouble for it, but they're not getting in trouble for it. They're getting in trouble for the tangential tangentially related issue of being all in one place together at a large gathering. Yeah. So orgies were never the problem. It's not news if it's legal, Jacob. What I mean Yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> I rode my bike today. Oh no, I rode my bike with eighty two people in a line. Maybe. Maybe that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the folks in France take curfew seriously too. I was on the phone with the lady today at work and she's based out of France and it was like 5:45 and she said, "Jacob, I have to go. I have to go. If I don't go, I'm not going to make it home before curfew." <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to yeah. let you go. I'm going to let you go. We we we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to get them in trouble. I'd no, like to point out that oddly says wieners were already up, right? <laughs> Oh, oddly. Oh, I hope you win man. ATP, buddy. All right. <laughs> Let's transition away from this. Let's get Swiss off drug maker Navarro. <laughs> Please don't make a pun about let's getting off this. I, I just, getting, I don't. You did it. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Jacob's getting off the topic, everybody. Jacob's getting off. <laughs> Swiss <laughs> drug maker Navarro is to help Pfizer to make Pfizer vaccine. Uh, Swiss drug maker Novartis has signed an initial agreement to provide the manufacturing capacity for Pfizer's COVID-19, a move aimed at uh, helping boost production as supplies fall shy of demand. Uh, this is subject to a final agreement, but they plan to commence production in the second quarter of 2021. Uh, the base 
the the German based company. <laughs> um, uh, Novartis, uh, which did not give specifics on how much drug substance it would produce for Pfizer, if the deal goes through, added that it's in advanced discussions and additional companies uh, with additional companies to take on production as well. So uh, what this basically means is that, look, man, companies are talking to companies that have never talked to companies before. I mean, we're talking about Novartis and, and Pfizer, two polar opposite ends of the spectrum. I mean, normally they are fierce competitors in the in the vaccine world. And here they are talking to each other, trying to make agreements, saying, we'll make this stuff because you're falling behind and we need as many as we can get, which is something that last year at this time, I would have said, nah, that won't happen unless it's a takeover. Um now it's just they're they're talking about just making deals and saying, hey, you guys got capacity. Help us make this stuff. Um, and and I think this kind of gets to what Aug and Kelly were talking about in chat. Are we going to reopen to 100 percent? I think part of it depends on if we can get to the the, the uh, number of vaccine vaccinated people up as high as we possibly can. Um, then maybe we can reopen to 100 percent. So these kind of things are going to enable us to get to to reopen. Um Pending enough people actually take the vaccine. This is awesome news. Um, I mean, this is the biggest news. news. This is the biggest news since Disney and Sony agreed to share Spider-Man. Like, I mean, this is this is an equivalent deal. Like, hey, the the public good is in is involved in this. Uh, We got to make this happen. I mean, and what I wonder about too is their figures. Um, Like. How many have we been going off of Pfizer alone manufacturing, and and not Pfizer and Novartis? Like, if we add Novartis, what's our manufacturing capacity look like? Have we already talked about the increase in in capacity? Does it include this deal? And this deal no, also I mean, it's from, not even to finalize. So yeah, and and from from some of this I was reading, and it it goes on in the article a little bit. The Novartis deal seems to be targeting mainly the EU uh, to mm-hmm. get them more vaccines, so it's not necessarily. Uh, we always tend to look at things through an American lens, and I just want to make sure that we point out that there is an entire world suffering suffering from coronavirus, uh, and this is yeah. this is one that it seems to be more like the EU is already having a hard time; they can't even get AstraZeneca out of the UK, so they're like, mm-hmm. "Please, Lord, give us vaccine. How do we get it?" And it seems like this is the deal, and that's cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, I think it's yeah. fantastic. I mean, this is great news. And yeah, I, I'll let everybody know how the Pfizer vaccine works. I think I'm, I'm got a schedule for next week. So Jacob's schedule we'll for the vaccine. That's yeah. awesome. He's got it. So uh, I'll let you guys know if uh, if I get COVID arm. Yeah, do yeah. that and and celebrate your vaccine with some chicken and waffles. Yeah, because oh, should why is Dave's that chicken Travis? and waffles? Just, We've got some of it. just. Don't be like the guy uh, at Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. A maskless man was denied service at a Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles. So he returned later. Still not wearing a mask, but he brought a gun this time. Um, Police and restaurant officials say that when the suspect first walked into the restaurant to order, he was turned away because he wasn't wearing a mask and he was told he could return if he was wearing one. Instead, he showed up back at the restaurant with a gun. At first, restaurant staff was confused as to what he wanted because the cash registers were in front. So he went in the back door. Yeah, um, to the cooks. Yep, right into the kitchen. He demanded all the chicken and waffles they could give him and ran off, police and store officials say. <laughs> no word on, <laughs> yeah, no word on exactly what quantity of food he was able to grab. Uh, but uh, manager Angela Prieto said he didn't take any cash. He actually just took chicken and before he walked out, he grabbed some syrup. <laughs> 
look, I love chicken and waffles too, but come on. There's a point at which I saw this story earlier in the week and I had, I'm so glad it got chosen. I would have put it in myself because I saw the, the security camera footage too. And he just walks in the back, right in the kitchen, grabs a bunch of chicken and leaves. <laughs> it's the bank robbery going gone bad. Give me all your money. Oh, you don't have anybody. Shoot. Give me all your waffles. <laughs> Give me all your chicken and waffles. And he's still at large. The dude, the dude had got away with it. He did not get stopped. He is still this chicken bandit is out there somewhere. <laughs> having a delicious <laughs> breakfast. Every yep. day for the last two weeks. He's got oh. enough waffles to make it through every meal for a month. God. What's that chicken and waffle place downtown? I can't remember the name of it. Danes, I haven't been. baby. Danes Chicken and Waffle. No, not Danes. That's in Durham. What's the other place They've in Raleigh? They've got another one here in Raleigh. What's the Raleigh? Oh. No. Uh, oh, um, the ba- ba- Bakersfield. It's right there next to Chuck. Oh, I know God. what you're talking about. You do, and it's delicious, and I don't remember what it's called because I have not been downtown in over a year. <laughs> I used to work down I'm, the street from this up. place, and I can't remember any of these stores. Gosh, oh, I hope that's... they're still there. I hope they're still Dame's there. Dame's Chicken and Waffles, that's in Harrison Square. You've got one in Durham. Big C's Waffle, that's in Durham. No, Raleigh, the Raleigh one. I know. I'm looking. We're going Raleigh. down this rabbit hole, and I'm not letting it we go. We are, guys. <laughs> just just dig with us. Beasley's Cheese and Honey. Beasley's. That's what it is. Mm. Beasley's Beasley's name like that, it sounds good. It is good. Beasley's Chicken and Honey, baby. That place is legit. Get your all-white meat chicken on that waffle. Mmm, baby. Put a little bit of of hot sauce on top of the chicken, but put syrup on the waffle. There's a heat spice sweetness going on that's just, it's like a beautiful tango going on in your mouth. Oh, yeah. I already had dinner and I'm hungry again. Oh, See, there Jesse pops in with the Beasley's. He knows. He knows. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember for the life of me. Uh, gosh, the place is so good. I miss. I going do downtown. agree with Kelly and Og though. Dark meat. You like the dark meat? I'm a white meat guy. I'm a I'm a good old breast man. Um, but you know, <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. I'm hey, a man. thigh man. That's <laughs> that's me too. I'm a thigh man. You like you like those thighs? Good for you. Chicken. I do like them thighs? Who made up chicken anyway? So perverse. <laughs> it's as bad as golf. Uh, fully vaccinated people can skip COVID quarantine, says the CDC. This is not something I expected. I did not expect them to say something like this, but we're going to break it down for you. People who have been fully vaccinated against coronavirus, that's COVID-19, uh, meaning they have received two doses of either the Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna vaccine, can skip quarantine if they are exposed to someone infected with the virus. Uh, vaccinated persons with an exposure to someone with suspected or confirmed COVID-19 are not required to quarantine if they meet all of the criteria. Uh, these are the criteria, by the way. They must be fully vaccinated, having had both shots with at least two weeks having passed since the second shot. But the CDC says protection may wear off after three months. So people who had their last shot three months ago or more should still quarantine if they're exposed. They should also quarantine if they show symptoms. So you need a flow chart. We're back to flow chart of when I can go outside. <laughs> vaccinated? Maybe. Yes, I've been vaccinated. Has it been in the last three months? Yes, no. You know, we got to do that now. We're back to just, mm-hmm. you remember that one art where it's like, we can open the store if we have these 87 rules in place. And it's just, right. it gets complicated and it changes weekly. It's frustrating. But I think that's good news for everyone. Um, but there's the kicker. 
Uh, at this time, vaccinated persons should continue to follow current guidance to protect themselves and others, including wearing a mask, staying at least six feet away from others, avoiding crowds, avoiding poorly ventilated spaces, covering coughs and sneezes, washing hands often, following CDC travel guidance, and following any applicable workplace or school guidance, including guidance related to personal protective equipment use or SARS-CoV-2 testing. So in other words, get vaccinated and continue to do the same thing you're doing right now. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not the thing that is going to make you safe to just take your mask off and do whatever you want. Um, because for one thing, we don't, we still don't really know how much a vaccinated person can spread COVID-19. Um, 95% right. is 95%. It doesn't mean that you can't get it asymptomatically. Uh, it just means that your severe cases are basically zero and you're not going to die. Um, but that doesn't mean that everyone around you is still going to, you know, is is protected just because you are. Uh, I think that's an important distinction to make, and I think as many times as that can be said to people who are get, getting the vaccine, the better. Because there's a lot of people who, I mean, what, what the vaccines we deal with, hepatitis, uh, Tdap, you know, measles, all that stuff. Like, we don't, we, we get it, and we're like, yeah, we're safe. Because these are things that you don't really think about. That you don't know a guy who just gets, you know, diphtheria. <clears throat> all the time you know pertussis maybe the only, yeah the only time you hear about measles is the crazy you know anti-vaxxers in oregon that right. have a small camp that that ended up with a measles outbreak right sure yeah you hear about that but like so this is new to us and to to have a vaccine for a disease that is rampant i don't think that yeah. that that's really in our the forefront of our mind we hear measles i got my measles shot you know nobody gets measles um, but people get COVID, so we got to re- really think about that when we, we're getting these vaccines. So public service announcement, still wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they told my mom, too. Yeah. She got hers, and they were like, wear your mask. You can still infect people. Yep. Better be you're safe than Wear your mask to protect others. You're Again, back to this, you're not protecting yourself. You're protecting others from you. Like Batman. Do it. Stop it. Be Batman. Think of all of us as Gotham. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to do the right thing. That's Wait, there's right. a diphtheria Danny? Who's diphtheria Danny? Is that like typhoid <laughs> Mary? Are you making that up? I'm gullible. I'll believe it. I know. I know. <laughs> I oh, by the way, it. I hope he got his Patreon video this week. Did oh, he get did his Jesse Patreon get his video? Patreon video? Did, did Y'all Jesse on Patreon a got a Patreon video. I hope you got it because it was good. I hope you got it because it, it was good. It was fantastic. Tater and D-Wayne up to some shenanigans. It was shenanigans. Shenanigans. Tudorks.net well, slash support. Get on that. <laughs> yes, you guys should have gotten a uh, a nice video this week. Anyway, Duke uh, Duke Carolina was this week. And after the game, what happened? Well, Carolina beat Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell, Carolina. That's impossible. Um, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, Carolina did beat Duke. And, uh, you know, it was one of the few times in the last couple of years that they've beat them. But, yes, they did beat them. Um, And what happened? As you would expect, everybody rushed Franklin Street. And there were just thousands of kids on Franklin Street, very few masks, etc. So if you're a basketball player and you just beat your rival, what do you do? You want to go celebrate with the people, right? Yeah, man. That's what happened. The basketball players decided they wanted to go out and celebrate with the people, and videos started popping up of them not wearing masks. 
And so now all of a sudden their schedule is canceled for the next cup uh, foreseeable future because they're in quarantine because yeah. they acted dumb after beating the, uh, the, 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 after winning the game and beating Duke. So, um, this week, I think UNC Miami was canceled, or well, it was postponed. Um, but I mean, that we'll see if they actually have time to make up all these games. Um, and then I believe Carolina's next game—I can't remember who it is. It might be Florida State. I don't remember. Um, anyway, beyond the point, they're 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 talking about that one as well. But regardless, we'll see if uh, if they play uh, again this week. But Carolina decided, you know, we beat Duke. We're going to go out and party without masks. So they were uh, exactly they were what I expect from Carolina folks. Justin Turner's. It was a <laughs> team, of, all Justin Justin team of Justin Turner's. Exactly. Exactly what I expect from UNC. And dude, the well, the uh, this is not that much different from when Alabama won uh, won the national championship, and Tuscaloosa was just full of idiots out everywhere partying down. Yeah. yeah the interesting yeah. thing about your comment there is that. Alabama won a national championship, and Carolina <laughs> beat Duke, the equivalent of winning a national championship to Carolina fans. You're right. You're not. You're oh, not wrong. Shots fired. Yeah. You tell him. <laughs> you tell him. Who are you a fan of again? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Yours? It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. <laughs> oh. uh, but no, it was sure. it was a fun game. I I kept up with it. It was actually right in the middle of the evening. Um, and I was putting tater tot down. So I was, I was putting tater tot down while keeping an eye on my phone, looking at the, the <laughs> updates to see what the score was. And uh, yeah, Carolina played a good game. They, they definitely, uh, they definitely deserved to win that game for sure. I love the, ju- the, the difference between you and me putting a child to sleep or holding a child while they're trying to fall asleep. I read comic books on my iPad and you kept up with the basketball game. That's, <laughs> That's telling. That's, that's how right. it works. It's, yeah, it does, sounds exactly like it should. I was like going to catch <laughs> up on Spider Man while I'm laying here. <laughs> Love it. Love. Uh, it. So there's no good transition for this one. Um, Iranian yeah, cleric claims COVID nineteen vaccine turns people into homosexuals. A cleric in the Iranian regime told his followers that the COVID nineteen vaccination turns people into homosexuals, which is punishable by death in Iran, by the way. Uh, don't go near those who have had the COVID vaccine, the radical Islamist wrote to his nearly 210,000 followers. Um, uh, like other clerics in the regime, Tabrizan, ta- Tabiriz, I don't, I can't You know what? He's a dirtbag. Uh, you don't have to pronounce his yeah. name correctly. Uh, relates to all the shortcomings to sexuality. Iranian dissident uh, Shania Bojodi told the Jerusalem Post, the clerics in Iran are suffering from a lack of knowledge and humanity. Boy, that's that's true. Actually, his goal of spreading nonsense is to try and scare people out of getting vaccinated while the leader of the regime and other officials got Pfizer vaccine and they don't provide it to people with the excuse they don't trust the West. So, and that was kind of the part of the story that really got under my skin is like, he's going to sit here and tout that it's, it's evil, but they're getting the vaccine themselves. That just, mm. that's not so that yeah. unusual uh, to hear. Horrible people. 
yeah, it's the sucky people suck. Um, I, I don't care mm-hmm. if this guy was, you know, just a random doodad somewhere. This is bad behavior, yeah. regardless. But yeah, it's 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 this thing with the, this attracts with that Scott Johnson principle of thou doth protest too much. You know, oh, for sure. That whole like, oh, you can't do this because it's the worst ever, and then like, oh, I got caught doing that thing. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, I believe it. I believe they probably got the vaccine, and then are like, no, you mm-hmm. shouldn't do this because it's power, man. It's power. And yeah, like, I it, it really is, and that's that's how the that regime works. I mean, making something like homosexuality literally punishable by death, it's illegal to do like that. Uh, I just. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what what's interesting about this is that they're not talking about homosexuality here. They're talking about COVID nineteen equating to death. Because I mean, yeah, sure, there's a pathway through homosexuality because COVID nineteen makes you homosexual, and then because you're homosexual, you 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 are are sentenced to death or punished punished by death, right? But they're basically saying, okay, well, if you get this vaccine, we're going to kill you. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. They're not saying the disease is what's doing it to people. It's the vaccine that does it. Yes, the vaccine is turning you into homosexual, and because you're homosexual, that is punishable by death. Yeah, that's that just, seems like, just stupid, outrageous. I mm-hmm. mean, this isn't well, the is the first time. What wasn't this the one where like something about anal sex turned people into like? had made people have gay babies or something ridiculous that this guy spouted might not have been this guy, but it was just absolute this, this, this group of folks, whoever these nutbags are is, is constantly spouting this stuff that comes out and you're like, what, what did they even say? People believe this. And then I remember QAnon and I just move on and and understand (laughs) that it happens everywhere. (laughs) Yes. This this, this is the thing. Yeah, this is just a thing. I mean, basically. they actually believe that they took the face off of Donald Trump and transposed <laughs> Joe Biden's face onto Donald Trump's body, and now Donald Trump is secretly leading the America. They believe that. I mean, but so is this that? Never mind. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I wish I had somewhere to go with it, but I don't. I so don't. I think I think the no. best we can do is staring at goats is just condemn this kind of stuff from anyone yeah. who does this thing. And like us three idiots on a podcast make a difference. But look, this is stupid. We hate it. It's dumb. It shouldn't exist. And the fact that it does, at least we know it's out there. Uh, therefore, we know how to hopefully spread a better message. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. Uh, be better than those people. There, there you go. Be Batman, and everybody is Gotham. That's my my <laughs> thing for the day. Now I've got it. Yeah, and being better than those people is not exactly a high bar to set. Like we could pull that <laughs> off. It's true. That's true. <laughs> we could. We could do. You know, it. I had I had a friend of mine I was talking to the other day, and he he uh, he mentioned that somebody was talking about well, why should I have to wear a mask, and he's like, <sighs> look, I I can't I can't tell you how to care for other people. Okay. Like I just can't. And that's Mm -hmm. true. Like worry about other people sometimes, at least a little bit and wear a damn mask. Be smart. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. I I can't tell you how to care about other people. That's, that's a pretty good way of putting it. Like if you don't have that yet, yeah, I don't know if you're going to find it. Like you're going to, you're going to need a a real deep change of heart to just turn that, that around. Mm -hmm. Um, 
We don't have a deep dive written down, but we do have this sub story that we didn't talk about that I thought was kind of interesting. And that's when we didn't write down, we didn't summarize, but it's right here. Um, coronavirus is in the air and we're focusing too much on surfaces. I'm fascinated by this because y'all remember back in March when we were walking in the house with groceries and wiping them all down with bleach. Is everyone still doing yeah. that? Is that still a thing? I'm not doing um, that. I, I never did, but <laughs> that was me. I did it initially for maybe the first two weeks um, until it got cumbersome. It got to be mm-hmm. too much. I'm like, I'm, I'm wiping down everything. I'm using a, a thing of bleach wipes every day <laughs> doing groceries. <laughs> like, this is insane. Um, so basically, the CDC's come. Well, the, the, the idea now, I think it's the CDC. I can't remember. It's been it was the long. WHO. WHO saying that there's not enough evidence to really prove that anyone has been contaminated by touching a surface and touching their face. Um, Which I also wonder, how do you get to that level where you can say, we're not confident that that even happens. We're more, we're, we're more confident in that breathing in someone's droplets is how you get it. But I mean, how can you say for sure is it? Do they study the concentration of the virus on a surface that somebody has touched, and then determine like the density yeah, I, of that virus and the quantity that goes in, and how all that works? I don't know because colds, colds get transferred by touching doorknobs. Flu gets transferred by touching doorknobs, right? That's what I thought. That was what I understood, and I the way I understood it early on, they kept saying, "Well, that's the the issue is it's we want you, you want to wear a mask because the droplets end up on a surface, and depending on the surface, they can last for up to two weeks, right? Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm reading this article, and it's basically saying, "Yeah, all that's bunk, and no, it's in the air." Which is fine if we've got new evidence. Great, things change. Sure. That was sure. early in this virus's life life cycle. It's been a year. We've learned a lot. So if that's what happened, that's what happened. But Jacob, you're the you're the scientist in the room, and I know you're writing in the sidecar today. Uh, but we're gonna need to tap into some of those brain cells. So if you could fire a couple of them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they talked about this in in May. We actually did a story on this. Um, but so what what the CDC relied on to make that decision and that determination was a set of studies that looked at the growth of COVID or the the ability of COVID to maintain. Uh, viability on different surfaces. So essentially somebody in a lab took multiple surfaces like wood, cardboard, metal, um, all kinds of, of common surface types and spiked them with a certain concentration of COVID virus and looked for viability over a specific period of time. And then once it was no longer viable, then you can continue that test for for a long period of time just to make sure that that uh, you didn't miss anything. Um, you repeat that study more than once, and all of a sudden you start getting confidence that yes, it doesn't last on wood surfaces more than seven hours. It doesn't last on money more than nine hours. It doesn't last on metal surfaces very long at all. Um, so you start to go, okay, well, you know, now we can start understanding what the likelihood of it actually being on, let's say, a doorknob or let's the, the likelihood of it being on a desk that maybe somebody else touched or something like that. So that's typically how they would they would make those kind of recommendations is by just doing a series of studies. Um, I think what they're referring to here is just that they cannot uh, trace back very many contaminations 
um, or doorknob touches or anything back to an infectious infection. Um, what they mainly tie back to is actual person to person transmission, not person to surface transmission. Because if that was the case, you would see a whole lot of people that just randomly went to a Home Depot on a Tuesday, all of a sudden get COVID because they touched the same surface, a door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we're seeing is, is that most people are actually getting that person to person transmission. Um, so that's why the CDC has the guidance. Well, it's not necessarily touching surfaces. It's more about person to person contact. The WHO is still saying, man, guys, clean your surfaces, make sure that everything's decontaminated. Um, they're still going through that same recommendation, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, if you look at uh, cleaning your surfaces and being a germaphobe in a time of a global pandemic seems probably like a prudent thing to be, um, but that's just me being, I guess, uh, ultra conservative when it comes to uh, to um, to my perspective on a global pandemic. Yeah, I think the the objective would be always do more. Don't yeah. don't do less. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a shop and you've got, I don't want to see Harris Teeter stop wiping down the shopping carts when I'm coming in there to get a shopping cart. You know, there's that that person that stands in the lobby and is like, oh, I've washed down all these shopping carts. Here's one for you. And I'm like, oh, great. Cool. I can be confident in grabbing it. Uh, But I can't I I don't want that to stop just because somebody says, well, it's not as likely. Plus, <laughs> we've got another visit, another visit from oh, the table. Look how happy list. he is to be podcasting. Like, this is great. He is. Sorry, audio listeners. You guys should check out the YouTube. Uncle Shine's going to teach you how to podcast. Yes. I will teach you how to talk so much that everyone wants you to go away. Uh, <laughs> so you go to the internet where people will, will hang out with you. He smiles a lot. That kid never, like, I'm not going to say he never cries because that's what parents hate to hear other people say about their children. <laughs> but he does smile a lot. But anyway, hope we were taking him from services. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Every time I see him, he's fine. No, I I do think you're right in that I don't want to see them stop like cleaning surfaces and things because how many other uh, things and bugs and, and viruses or whatnot are we you know not transmitting as often because we're paying more attention and cleaning more too? Yeah, there's residual uh, effects like that. I mean, you know, aside from just being home all the time, everything is a lot cleaner when I do leave the house. Uh, I, I don't feel like I've gotten nearly as many like little cold bugs in the last year. Yeah. I was about to ask, uh, when's the last time you time. were sick? Yeah. I mean, I, it, it happens every few years for me anyway, like to really get really sick, but you know, I'm always sniffles or a sure. scratchy throat for a couple days or something like that. Haven't really had that at all until just this week. Yeah. I have been sick. Hold on, let me count. Zero times for the last year. And I'm I'm someone that like for one thing, I had a I have a kid, so there for a little while I was sick all the time. Uh but right. I would get sick, I'd always get one summer cold, one winter cold with by clockwork. Like it just happened. And it would be terrible mm-hmm. and I'd blow my nose for a week and then it'd be fine. And I had not experienced that this year. So I think I've learned that we we have so much more power over whether we get sick or not than we even realize. Like with the mask yeah. wearing and the the cleaning of the surfaces and all that stuff and being conscious of germs. Germphobes got a point, you know. They're yeah. not wrong. We just have always looked at them and go, "I could not live like that." I have to give high fives, and I still kind of have to give high fives. 
and stuff because I love high fives. I do yeah. virtual high fives in my meetings. Oh yeah, you do like a, yeah. a put your hands in the middle thing. Hands. No, in the I middle. don't. I just <laughs> I, at the end of a meeting, I give a virtual high five to someone. That's wonderful. That's really cool. Yeah. We don't do virtual high fives. We do shout outs. Shout out people. Like anybody, got anybody that helped them out big time this week? Boom! Shout out. Then email that person. We do the shout outs too, but I feel like the shout outs are more for a larger group. Virtual high fives are kind of for the small group who somebody mm. just fixed a problem and you're like, well, bam! Virtual, <laughs> high, five. Virtual high five. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what have we resorted to? What have we become? Why is that? I mean, my word, the Zoom culture has just con- has completely changed everything about how we operate as, it really as a group. It, We're just- slowly becoming the people on the ship in Wally. Yeah. Where we're having a conversation with both people staring at a screen six feet apart. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. Mm. I I find it difficult to have meetings uh, with one-on-ones because when I'm looking at my screen, neither of us are looking at each other's eyes. Uh, yeah. And I've tried to make a better point of looking at my camera when I'm speaking, but then I can't see them. So we can't make a real humans connect by looking at each other. You know, like I oh, yeah. can't connect uh, in the same way. Nonverbal communication is, is huge and it's difficult in a virtual environment for sure. Yeah. I need my camera embedded in the center of my, my monitor so I can look yeah. directly at them. When you guys are having your meetings, do you have everybody on uh, camera or do uh, a lot of folks just not get on camera? It's it's a choice. I mean, some people I do all the time. Most people do, but there are plenty of people that consistently don't. There's one. There's a few people that live in places with internet connections or are butts, so they don't mm-hmm. they don't generally do cameras. Um, and it's fine, it's fine. But you do lose a little bit of that like that connection. But half the time, mine freezes because Firefox and Google Meet don't like each other. So I'll be <laughs> sitting there, and then all of a sudden there'll be one person moving, and everyone else is like. Eh. And yeah. sometimes it's really funny how they get frozen, and I'm just over there like. <laughs> those, those are always great. Well, yeah. What I, what I think is very interesting about your comment there isn't that it freezes up or that you know it's funny that people get stuck in weird ways. It's that you have chosen not to download Google Chrome and use Google Chrome for Google Meets. You have chosen to continue to use Firefox, even though you know that it does not integrate well with Google Meet. Look, I I do use Google Chrome for the uh I have to run I have to run a demo day thing and it's the only thing that will let me pick my audio inputs. Firefox makes me use the default audio device, which is not the right one. So I switch over to Chrome so I can do what we do here with the voice meter shenanigans. So mm-hmm. I use Google Chrome just in very specific <laughs> instances. <laughs> but you do have a point. You do have a point. You have a very good point. But anyway, well, guys, I don't know about much else. This was probably the quickest show I think we've ever had, but it's been an hour, so I call that good. Uh, did we have any voicemails, any mail this week? We, um, no voicemails. 30 seconds, and I'll tell you about the mail situation. I'll tell but you while he's looking seconds. for mail, uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail, call us. It's 231-486-5401. Call us and leave us a voicemail because um, we want to hear from you. Love it. So. Loading Gmail on gmail.com. My account is temporarily unavailable. Try again in a few minutes. <laughs> that sounds great. Temporary Ooh. error. You got it too? It's it's not loading. Yeah, temporary oh. error. 
Oh no, maybe it was the same thing that happened to the Terraria guy is happening to us. <laughs> oh man. Could you was, imagine? Uh... This is off topic, but Terraria guy, the guy who makes Terraria was going to release the game on Google Stadia, canceled it because Google has apparently locked him out of everything Google. Everything. His email, his video, like his YouTubes, the whole yeah. gamut. Uh, and he's like, well, F you guys. I've tried everything I can. I've been nice. And now you're not going to get Terraria on Stadia. So shove it up your butts. That's a pretty big loss. People like Terraria. It is a big loss. And it's tough because it was like three weeks of runaround for him because he couldn't get a hold of a person. Yeah. A human being. Like, hey, I'm logged out of my That's account. the hardest part. Absolutely. Uh, we got no, no mail. mail. No womp, mail. Womp. We found out at the same time. Womp, bomp, bomp. Hey, but if you want to send us mail, if you you should send us mail uh, at staringatgoatspodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear what you're going through, your stories, whether you're uh, you you think we're nuts and we should be going outside and doing normal things like normal people. Uh, we got one comment that I heard about tonight that was, "We're great here in Florida. We don't really feel it." LOL. Our governor is awesome. We're totally open. Uh, that's an opinion I don't agree with, but I'm happy to read it here on the show. Yeah, 28,000 people died in Florida. Yeah, but we're great. Our our governor is awesome. We are wide open. Good, good for you. Good mm -hmm. for you, Florida. That is the opposite of what you should be doing based on everything we see. But, hey, as long as people are happy and drinking, go for it. State made That's up right, mostly baby. of old people. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so... Hey, yeah, that was, uh, never mind. We'll come back to that another day. Uh, so, hey, leave us a voicemail again. That number is 231-486-5401. You will call. You will not get anybody to answer. We won't go, hello. It'll just be a voicemail. You leave it. We play it on the show. It's good fun. Uh, we right. are, uh, wait, I don't remember where I was going. Staring at goats podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email. I want to hear what's going on in your world. I want to hear where we're wrong. I want to hear where, of course, if we're right, you can, you can always, you know, you know, beep up my ego. I don't mind sure, smoke man. blowing up my ass. Send, we will send you one Dogecoin per email. Just hook us up and I'll get well, you Well, no, Steven will send you a Dogecoin because I refuse you to Doge. buy Dogecoins. <laughs> <laughs> if I buy it, look, I've tried the Dogecoin. I bought it at a nickel and it went down to two cents. I waited till it came back up a nickel. I sold it, and it kept going to eight. I was like, this game sucks, and I want to get out. <laughs> I don't want to play this anymore. I did this a few years ago. Fun. I made a few bucks. Not anything to write home about, and I was happy, and I need to just be fine. It needs to be fine. Uh, give us a review. Favorite podcasting service of choice. You can leave us a review. That'd be really appreciated. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, staring underscore goats. Good place to send us a little 240 character questions or comments. Uh, and you can support us on Patreon. Get that Tater and D Wayne shenanigan video we done released. And you know you want it. Has something to I do with a redneck wheelchair. Uh, that's Red all I got to say about that. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we was having some fun with that, weren't we, Tater? And uh, you were. I was. You know I ain't it. no idiot. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. <laughs> it's red dick ingenuity. Yeah, I put that. I got a big brain. Big brain. That's how I float <laughs> in the water. That, that, no. No. <laughs> Your brain is about as big as, never mind. I ain't even going to go there. You ain't got Let's to be rude, Tater. You ain't got to be rude. <laughs> 
Thank you to our patrons, ha- patrons, Hammer Dwarf, Jesse Og, Adam and Christina of Geekheim, Oddly Normal, and our parents for supporting the show. Uh, we love you guys. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask and see. We'll see you next time on Staring at Goats. Man.